There are guys that have pretty small penises. I know, but I think women are pretty, almost all women are sensitive to the fact that men are sensitive about this. Okay. So they'd say they would make up some other reason, which makes it in some ways more hurtful. They would just break up with them. They wouldn't like, there's like, what discussion is there to be had about a man's small penis? Uh... Maybe maybe it would be in service of, uh, I want you to wear this cock sleeve. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we'll be talking about bestiality, oversized clitorises, the anatomy of losing one's virginity, a couple of threads about vasectomies, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. What's new in your palace up on the hill, Mike? Not much, but the vasectomy thing made me wonder whether you've thought any more about vasectomies after I told you that um, they do leave enough of a scar that a woman could know that you'd had a vasectomy by inspection. Right. So the concern is I might be dating a person who is interested in me for future breeding. And if she knows I had a vasectomy, that could hurt my chances with them. Yeah. I mean, my prior on that is that that's really common. That in other words, that if you're dating a woman who is under 35, say, telling her you have a vasectomy would substantially, in, on average, decrease her interest in you. What do you think about that? Could I store up a bunch of semen and tell her that I have stored up a bunch of semen in a, in a you know reliable sperm bank? And yeah, I think so. Is there something about there not being semen that are there not being sperm in the semen that makes it less intriguing for women i don't think so i think it would purely be a practical matter of oh this guy is has taken a very concrete and irreversible or largely irreversible step to be child free and it's just saying you're not a family man but <laughs> right sure but i could if i have all that sperms stored up i could argue otherwise yeah, that's a really interesting gambit. You're basically, I mean, I've, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what that is saying or signaling, telegraphing to the woman here is, <clears throat> look, I want to have lots of unprotected sex <laughs> with women, but I also want right. to be able to settle down. That's, right. that's where you're going with that. I mean, and it's, it, it shows a certain level of um, forethought that I find impressive, but, <laughs> but women might not. I find it actually like amazingly impressive, but I think women might look at that and say, what is wrong with this person? I could just say, like, look, I'm just being maximally maximally responsible here. I'm maximally keeping my options open. I don't really know what my intentions are with anything, but I just wanted to be safe in the meantime. This, yeah, this reminds Is that me. Believable? Of, Does that sound good? No, uh, this it's not <laughs> believable. It's it, it, because because yeah, there are too many um, psychological uh, triggers there. But the it reminds me actually of this other topic that I don't know if we've ever actually discussed, which is <clears throat> the. Uh, the fact that there is a straightforward mechanism that women can use to avoid ever having a period. And it's simply uh, not going off your birth control. Uh, oh, sorry, not using the placebo pills. So you simply continue taking birth control. I'm not like an expert on this. People should consult their doctor. But my understanding from a fair amount of reading on this is that there is no, there's believed to be no downside to eliminating your period aside from that you're on a, a hormonal pill. And some people, depending on the pill, have side effects from that of course that's, that's yeah i think there's both physical and mental side effects right but the, but, but the overarching the hormonal variants sure uh no no it's not 
Uh, maybe, but I think it's, I don't think the, I think the side effects would more be that women often experience side effects just generally with, uh, hormonal birth control. And so if you want to eliminate your period this way, you are opting into hormonal birth, birth control. I do not believe that there are any differences in the side effects of hormonal birth, birth control between a woman who goes off of it for seven days a month to have a period and those who do not, although that's something maybe a reader could correct me on, but I believe there are no differences. And the, but the reason I brought this up generally is I actually think like that's a pretty rational decision for a woman in the same way that I think you could imagine a society where at like age 20 or whenever men have their most motile sperm, men are just encouraged as a just de rigueur to jerk off, uh, you know, a bunch of times at a sperm bank, store up, say, you know, 20 babies worth of sperm, you know, enough to definitely impregnate a bunch and then all get vasectomies. I mean, it's, it, it reminds, they, they're similar, like they're both actually pretty rational things that no one would do. And I'm not, well, yeah, it actually is sort of irrational because you'd eliminate all accidental pregnancies, just right. like women would eliminate this sort of irritation of having a period. And yet people just don't like this notion of moving toward a more like robotic society or something. So they don't want to do it. Yeah, I think something about conceiving naturally is intriguing oh. to some people. And if you uh, and if you've hmm. had a vasectomy, you're sort of unable to. Now, look, you could still have sex as much as you want, and it could still be just as intimate or whatever. But I don't know. Some people well, might like knowing that some people might like knowing that there's actually pregnancy risk every time they have sex. That's what I wanted to know. I mean, are you well, I'm wondering if you feel this way. I mean, the, the yeah, it's really the risk is mostly uh, certainly in a less advanced society than ours. The risk is almost completely on the woman in a Western nation nowadays, the risk is much more shared because of economic um, elements and genetic testing and so forth. Well, but, and legal uh, and legal obligations. Sure. Yeah, that's what I meant. But but uh, the do you think that uh, it somehow amps up the experience for either partner to have this risk that, oh, like there's this there's this uh, you're playing Russian roulette a little bit. Uh, there's this substance that's being squirted into a person's body that like generally it's like, okay, it's benign, but there's this risk. So there's like, there's a chance there's a little bit of acid in there. Well, I think generally it must be the case because you see in pornography, the, the women saying things like, you know, I want you to impregnate me or, you know, take the condom off or, you know, there, there's, hmm. this is like a somewhat common trope. Um, or you'll, you'll see people say like, oh, I'm ovulating, you know, we should have sex. Like this is like a fairly common thing on various You've told subreddits. Me before also that you, while having sex sometimes, or maybe masturbating, I can't remember which, do actually get something out of fantasizing about like the notion of that you, what you're doing is impregnating the woman. I don't find this compelling at all, by the way. Can you even, can you even imagine finding it compelling? Like you're like, okay. I find it compelling, but not compelling enough to actually play with fire. I don't find it compelling. No, like I, I, that porn, I mean, I look, I, okay, here's the reason I find that kind of porn compelling is because any literally, literally anything a woman does that indicates her interest in my semen, I find compelling. So if she, okay. yeah, if she's like, oh, impregnate me with it, that would be compelling. If she was like, oh, I, I, I need your semen to make this cocktail. I love, I would find that around <laughs> the same level compelling. She's like, God, get it in that cup, get it in that cup. Yeah. Like, I, you know, that would be great too. I think what's going on there. Well, I don't know what's going on in your mind, but <laughs> yeah, the reason why women want the semen is because 
biologically, it's a you know signal for get, getting impregnated. Sure. I mean, I mean well, I don't. I, I, I actually, what I actually think is that women don't really want the semen, and they're sort of yes, their rational mind wants it, but irrationally, I think they're much more attracted to just the guy, the guy experiencing pleasure and sort of look what I did to him as opposed to actually wanting the semen substance. I think that women in general, and actually, I I think those things are inextricably linked. I don't think so because you can do a thought experiment, which I, 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 uh, in my sad, sad life have posed to women a few times. Uh, Would you rather, for example, if you, if there were a substance a guy could take that had no other effects, then for a period of time, it stopped him generating semen. So in other words, he would orgasm, but his penis would just twitch. He would experience intense pleasure, but there'd be no semen. And then you could turn it back on for getting pregnant at some point. Like what would you do? And the something like vast majority of women that I've asked this to more than like eight in 10 or something have said, yeah, they could just switch it off. They don't, they, in other words, they view it's, it's, it's analogous to the, would you rather give the first 90% of a blowjob or the last 10%? Like they, the semen is just pretty much a negative for them. I think, well, first of all, you're asking if they would rather there be something like male birth control. And so like, I think that's conflating. No, no. Two it's things. eliminating. Like, you need to ask them like mm, in yeah. the throes of a sexual encounter, <laughs> do they want the semen? Like if you, if you came up to me on the street and said like, oh, here's a glass of like your girlfriend's lubrication secretions. Would you want to drink this? I'm going to say no, <laughs> but there are times when that might be more interesting to me. For example, when I'm at like peak arousal. So, so like, at peak arousal, you think you would rather have like kind of this frothy mess around her vulva than just have it be pretty clean? I mean, I don't no, think that's true think, because you prefer her to be shaved, for example, I which think is I would sort be, of analogous. I, I think I think arousal affects my judgment of these things. I, I know. I'm saying at zero way. Like I don't need to. I don't need to falsify. I don't need to prove that. Like I want to. Like you know, bathe in like a fucking waterfall of it. Okay. I just need but to let me show that like, I'm slightly less disinterested in it in certain circumstances. Have you Have you ever, when performing, say, oral on a woman, and you're very aroused? Yeah. Which I, you know, I'm. I'm aroused. Or she's. Yeah, aroused. yeah. You're You're very aroused. She's very aroused. You're, this is uh-huh. exciting. You, you You're enjoying it. Not, and it's not a chore. And it's one of the typical 21st century women who has waxed and so is baby smooth down there. Uh-huh. Have you ever thought to yourself, God, this would be so much better if she just had a bush down here at peak arousal? Because that would be the natural sort of hardcore getting all the experience element. Have you ever thought that? Like, oh, I wish there was some hair that could just come out. Um, I'm not sure. I do Ooh. occasionally when I'm looking at porn, prefer looking at porn where the woman has hair down there. Why? I don't know. Maybe variety. Yeah, I don't. I or it seems a, it, it seems like more <laughs> natural or dirty or something. I'm not sure. Okay, so it is possible that you would actually in the throws you would be you'd say, oh, if she just had some hair down here, it'd be more dirty. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm not <clears throat> sure if I've ever specifically had that thought, but I can imagine having that thought, and uh, I have had that thought when masturbating. Using pornography about the yeah about the videos yeah I don't I don't I just uh, I just prefer and the reason I know I've introspected enough to know the reason why I don't have that thought is that I always want the woman to be as sort of revealed as possible I want I want her to be like stripped as naked as possible if that makes sense and so like hair uh, now of course you could say well why don't I want her to be bald on her head fair point although that could no. be kind of hot it's like she's there know, are some totally defenseless. <laughs> I think some women look good with shaped heads, but uh, it's generally, 
not a great look. Yeah, then you're that's the point. Yeah, you're getting into like an attraction problem. Then like she she, she it's too masculine looking or something. Right. right. Okay. So you, you okay. So but but to this point of um being rational about it. Okay. So you think you think that women you're you're surprised or sort of suspicious of my claim that women would like to turn off the semen like a faucet that it's basically a negative because you think that's confounding it's conflating with the impreg the pregnancy risk of the semen which makes sense i don't think i've ever sort of delved that deep i just don't know like i i could imagine it being somehow emasculating yeah for a woman to okay. find out yeah for okay, a woman but I to do find think... out that her partner doesn't have actual sperm in his semen. I'll, but I'll just put like a, a stick in the ground here and say that I I actually think in a rational world that had kind of a non-resource constrained world, yeah, that most men and most women would actually, uh, women would not have periods. They would just use hormonal birth control to stop having them and men would eliminate their, you know, basically do birth control by jizzing in a sperm bank, maybe a couple sperm banks for some, you know, backup in case of failure and then just get vasectomies at a pretty young age. I agree. I think that's, that, that, I think that's the rational choice. I think that would be a better world for both. I, some women, I've dated many women who prefer the experience of having uh, this sort of like roller coaster ride of hormones every month to the experience of being on birth control. I have my own personal opinion about which I would prefer, but I haven't had that experience. Like I, I, I've, I'm afraid yeah. to even try an antidepressant because I, I think it would smooth my experience and I don't want a smooth experience. I want to have ups and downs. So I can imagine to the extent that that's analogous to, you know, getting rid of my period and the, you know, associated roller coaster of hormones with it. I can imagine not wanting that, but I don't know. It, it seems like having periods and the roller coaster of emotions around it is pretty bad. All right. I just don't know. I don't think that's usually the reason. I think usually women choose not to do this because they think it's harmful to their health. I think there's like a lot of uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt around it. But sure, I believe there's some women that would just not want to take a drug, period. Yeah. Well, not having your period is a pretty bad indicator absent of taking medication, right? So like, like if you don't eat enough, you, a lot of Olympic athletes and runners and stuff have this problem. Well, it's, I mean, I've never had a period and it's, it's not something I miss. <laughs> right. All right, let's move on. Uh, I had another topic for Patter, but I want to make sure we get to all these topics, including sure. this bestiality topic. Now, Mike, we have fairly uh, carefully avoided tackling bestiality. I think we have skirted around it on a couple episodes a long time ago, but we've never really gotten into it. But, but I think we're going to here. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This person says, found out my wife used to have sex with her dog when she was younger. Hmm. Wife and I have been married for 15 years. After Thanksgiving, I was looking through some old pictures of her. She was sharing with me stories, and I noticed one of them, she was in bed with her dog. She was 11 in that picture. Oh, man. We're really <laughs> going for the trifecta here of <laughs> taboo topics. Let's try to avoid the, let's avoid the, young, the youth part and focus okay. on the dog part. Yeah. Okay. I made a joke about if she used to do the peanut butter trick. Uh, now, maybe some of our listeners don't know the peanut butter trick. Do you want to do this or shall I, Mike? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I've never seen it done in person or anything. Well, actually, I probably have seen it in a video. But anyway, think, the idea, the idea is that anywhere you put peanut butter, a dog will lick. And so therefore you can put peanut butter on a person's genitals and the dog will lick them. That's right. The idea. So for, for a male, they can 
kind of get a blowjob from their dog. And for a female, they can kind of have their dog go down on him. All right. This would never occur to me as a guy. It might occur to you because didn't you have sex with a jar of peanut butter once? I tried to, yes. Yeah, so. But it wasn't in service of getting some to lick it off of me. All right. Maybe you heard about the peanut butter something, drink and like something. got confused. Yeah. Use the proper <clears throat> pronouns here. Uh, wife told me she did have her dogs eat her out a couple times. Her dog eat her out a couple times. Said she was curious. Said it felt good. I thought it was weird, but I heard plenty of stories of people getting oral sex from dogs. Wow. This guy lives in different circles from us. I didn't judge her. Just asked if he was better than me. We laughed about it and that was that. However, the next day she started bringing up her old dog again. She ended up telling me more about her dog. Long story short, when she was 11 to when she left for college, she would have sex with her dog. Yes, PIV, a penis and vagina. I can mm-hmm. tell she was embarrassed sharing the story, as she fucking should be. I didn't really know how to react. I wanted to laugh, wanted to think it was all a joke, but she was sincere. After sharing the story, she was relieved that I didn't judge her. She told me I was the first person she has ever told and how great it felt getting it off her chest and how great of a husband I am. Problem is, I still can't wrap my head around this. I'm still thinking about her tiny self getting mounted by her golden retriever. I don't know why, but now when I look at my wife, I keep thinking dog slut. I love I my wife why. to death. Yeah, <laughs> right. We have three beautiful children together, and I get that it took a lot of courage sharing that with me. I don't want to come off as judging or hurt her feelings, but I'm still hung up on this. I don't want to tell her that my brain is still fried from when she told me, but it is. I want her to feel safe telling me things and me telling her that I am fucked up because she opened up to me, would mess with us. Okay, some gymnastics in that sentence there. But when I am at work and I just keep imagining her moaning to a fucking dog, it was just the eating out part. If it was just the eating out part, I wouldn't care. But the fact that they had intercourse is really fucking with my head. It's an interesting place to draw the line. She told me some other things that fucked with my head. She told me that the thing that made the whole experience so unique was the fact that having sex with a dog is very primal. Oh, boy. In the sense that when a dog starts going, he doesn't stop, even if he was hurting her. Dog doesn't know what rape is. And then there is the knot. You can Google that. Oh, my gosh. K-N-O-T. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me say a couple things. And not the magazine for people about to get married either. Although it's ironic that that's called the the knot as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The knot is a... uh, Yeah. it's It's like a bump on the penis of some animals that I think helps keep them inside of the female partner they're usually yeah, so raping. it takes a while to deflate after ejaculation. Right. So they're sort of trapped together. <sighs> All right. So look, we try to be sex positive around here. We try to not judge people for their kinks. We try to be open-minded. This is um, across the line for basically everybody, I think. Uh, oh, not for me. I think this is fine. <laughs> right. hey, let, let me ask you this. Here, here's the thing that I think is sort of interesting. Look, so this is obviously a childhood, mostly childhood experience mm-hmm. that could be could be viewed as, okay, I think it's analogous to finding out that your wife was molested or raped or sexually assaulted. I agree. Maybe repeatedly at, at some, some age like that. Is and it better normal, or worse? Well, hang on. The normal response to that would be something like, well, it's not your fault. Uh, it's, right, you know, like right. Okay. Goodwill hunting. It's not your fault. It's she's the victim. Don't blame the victim. Well, the, the issue <laughs> in this situation is who are you going to blame? <laughs> are you right. really going to blame the dog? You say, right. look, this dog. And it's interesting because it, um, it really opens a can of worms 
for women this kind of a story because I mean, assuming it's true, and I, I, I I'm sure this happens, uh, whether or not this particular example is true, um, in that it shows an example where you can't really call the woman the victim. I mean, she woman isn't always the victim in a, in a sexual um, peccadillo in a young age. I mean, she just isn't the victim. Like she I chose think you to can. do this. I think I can. I think the oh victim Lord. is her. Okay. The victim is her adult self, and she's a victim of her like younger selves sort of naivety and not knowing and okay but you can't call let's let's put her just after turning 18 so we don't have to like worry yeah. about child yeah you can't call that age her a victim she she made a conscious choice you could say oh something else happened to her environmentally but but at some point and this is i think part of what feminism has to reckon with at some point you just have to give her agency and say look this chick was horny and she wanted to fuck a dog and like, yeah, yeah, she, she did this thing. She's not a victim. <laughs> she chose to do this thing. And that happens sometimes. Sometimes young women do things with men or with, in this case, animals, and they're not victims. They just wanted to do it. I mean, that happens. And it's sort of like, okay. And, and that's, I think what this guy has to reckon with is he can't. And I think this would be challenging if you found out your partner had done this, because you can't say she's a victim. You have to, you have to reckon with the full weight of what she did. I think there's some nuance here because it happened when she was younger like i don't think there's a cliff when someone tur- turns 18 where suddenly they're assigned like maximum agency i think at some point maybe at age like 26 or 27 it, it becomes like you know much harder to forgive and then like as they get younger various bad behaviors can sort of be not sure. washed away but at least partially explained Oh, I don't think it's a bad behavior necessarily. Like, I mean, for, for example, let's say that you let's say let's say that you found out that a boy did this. You know, you just yeah. reverse the genders. I don't know if it would work with a dog, but I mean, I, I do remember that article that went around like a decade ago about boys in some you know fraternity in Colombia and South America. No, no, it was in like Colombia oh. and South America regularly fucking goats or something. Yes, like, there yes. you have like a female animal that has the genitals that can sort of accommodate a, a male. Reason I don't think a dog could. Um, maybe it could. Um, but whatever. So the point is you're not like hurting the, the animal sort of doesn't care. It doesn't know what's going on. Uh, there, I'm not sure you would judge the boy so harshly because you'd well, say, look, he's horny. And it's like, it's there's a, there's tricky. A, there's a, it's tricky in that case because the boys are, yeah, it's like culturally acceptable there. Like the thing with, with bestiality, well, even if it happened here, even if it happened here, I mean, okay. I don't like a boy's super horny. He doesn't have access to a woman. Like this is one of the, um, this is not the core reason, but this is this rhymes with the reason I think that some kind of prostitution should be legalized to prevent boys from doing crazy shit like this. So, you know, because like, yeah, get a hand job. Don't go get a goat. Okay. So, I mean, look, let, let's get to it here. So is there some age beyond which it becomes more unforgivable? And is bestiality that bad? And if so, why? Why is it worse than some other, I don't know. Like, is it better or worse than somebody who like coerced somebody in college into anal sex they didn't want, which is worse? I think it's, I think it's worth noting that, uh, it is a regular practice in animal husbandry to masturbate animals, to get their semen. This is a Mm -hmm. job that people do with horses and other animals. Horses is the one like I've actually seen a video of. Uh, and so this isn't, so is it abusive to the dog, to the dog? No, I, I don't, I just don't think it is. If you flip I the think gender, it, oh, hold on, it, hold it on. probably is. Hold on, yeah. Mike. It, it, it could be, there's a lot of nuance involved here. There are situations where it's probably, 
But the animal worse, has worse to like for the animals than the animal's the other. an active participant. I mean, it, it, it's just like saying, can a man be raped? Like anal rape? Yes. But can a man be raped when his penis is stimulated? I mean, in other words, PIV, it's it, maybe, but it sort of starts becoming hard because, you know, the male body is constructed differently from the female body. Sure. So I, so I yeah, I don't I, like in terms of what happened here, like I don't think it's I think the animal is fine. Like I'm not that worried about the animal. Well, and in like, any case, it's you know, an animal. And like you and I both eat cheeseburgers all the time. So you sort of have to come up with some sort of ethics that makes a potentially, but maybe not even actually coercive sexual experience with an animal worse than factory farming and slaughtering. I'm not, I'm yeah, not I mean, sure. I think, I, I I think, think that's probably, sort of a complicated argument. Right. I think the moral lens you have to apply here is something like, does this have some analogy to humans? In other words, is there some behavior with humans that this encourages, that that that, that not frowning on this would encourage? And I'm not, I'm not actually sure what it would be. I mean, certainly sex with an 11-year-old girl is a behavior that should be frowned upon. And so like generally, yeah, generally you know, that, that level of youth suggests that partnered sex is too, you know, you're too young for that, whether it's with okay. an animal or not. And so in that sense, there's an analogy that would make you say, hey, this should be frowned upon. Um, also having sex with someone who doesn't cannot consent should be frowned upon and so that this is similar to that so probably should be frowned upon but taken by itself like on a desert island having sex with an animal like i'm not sure it really matters well and yeah i mean i i just think that okay yeah let me let me stipulate i think that there is a difference between raping an animal and raping a human and i think one of those is probably worse than the other and I think sure. a lot of people's intuition, at least at first blush, without thinking this through, might be that you know raping an animal at least is more taboo. But uh, yeah, I think oh, I raping see. it. I think raping a human is obviously worse. Sure, but the concern that people have, I mean, and this is fair, uh, a major concern people have around someone who rapes, and by rape, I, I, I basically to me, it's a guy penetrating a female animal. The concern they would have is, what does that mean about how he'll behave with humans? Like, because sure. you're right that hand, sure. animals I get just slaughtered, mean, so you know. Yeah, sorry. I just mean like if we're like evaluating these acts in a vacuum, is this woman, let's yeah, just say she was a woman at the time, uh, having her dog penetrate her worse than, you know, the average rat boy? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's that. I mean, it, it, it's concerning for reasons unrelated. It's concerning Correct. because it makes me think that she was likely molested or potentially molested. Yeah, well, and she seems, to be, she seems to be fantasizing about the primality of it even still. Right. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think that most 11-year-olds, it would occur, girls, it would occur to them to do this. Um, yeah, sure. Look, yes, I agree that there are some uh, downstream effects and some concerns with the person's mental state to have indulged in this. And I think indulge is the right word, indulged in this kind of activity. Um, sure. I mean, and the guy is right to be concerned. I mean, it's not just uh, the, the, the presence of the dog. It's the, what, what does this mean about this person? I mean, I think that's actually why he's concerned. Like, it's like, what, what's going on with you? <laughs> like, what, yeah. yeah, what's wrong with you? Uh, broadly, if it was just, and it's really hard to look at it in a vacuum because it, it just isn't in a vacuum. Yeah, it just isn't like this. Nobody, nobody wakes up one day and says, "Oh, I'm just, just going to one time have sex with a dog," and then never think about it again. Like there's a, right. there's a context, right? Yeah, he actually goes on a bit in this thread, but let, let's move on. We can we can yeah. link to it in the uh, in the show yeah. notes. All right. Well, this is the episode where Mike and Keith 
tacitly endorse bestiality, I guess. It's uh, not, not great. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. This person writes, he said my clit was too big. I'm embarrassed and not sure where to go from here. I, I told my 21-year-old boyfriend uh, that it hurt me to hear that he basically said his exes had cuter genitalia. I feel really ugly. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. to do. What can I do? I love him a lot. He's very sweet and kind. It's just that he gets slightly huffy when it comes to me trying to explore my body sexually. I don't like how it made me feel, but he doesn't seem to understand that even after communicating. Really touched myself, and now I'm not even going to try anymore. My body confidence crashed and burned. All right. Well, um, ouch. I mean, if somebody is shaming you and comparing your body to their exes, you should dump them. But that doesn't necessarily mean her clit isn't too big. Hang on. I, I want, yeah, this leads me to a question somewhat directly, which is, so you have this moment that happens somewhat frequently for you, mm. uh, say at least once a year, let's just, you know, do it with the, the equation like that, <laughs> where you, uh, have a new partner, clitoris, a new partner and you, and you are exposed to their, uh, vulva yeah. for the first time in, 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 you know, in lighting where you can see it, you're not totally drunk or something. Yep. Do you in that moment when you at first apprehend the nude vulva and also you see a lot of them in porn, do you kind of give it a rating or a score in your head? Do you mentally think, oh, this is kind of this sorts here among the other ones I've seen. Is that a thing you think at all? Would you ever say to yourself, oh, that's a really ugly vulva or, oh, that's, wow, that's impressive. Is that a thing that happens? Well, yes, yes, <laughs> it is. I mean, I definitely am vetting it for attractiveness, but I mean, I'm definitely going okay. to have sex regardless, right? Like, I know this is a this this is an issue that would only matter in some sort of long run. But for so the where first, do your eyes, you be the artist here. Where do you, or the the art critic? Where do your eyes go first? Let's say she's on her back, her legs are, or she's you've pulled her underwear down, or she has, yeah. she spreads her legs, and where do you look first? What am I looking for? I mean, I'm looking for yeah, labia shape and size, probably okay. clit shape and size. I like. When there is smooth skin, sort of around the vulva, uh, okay. you know, shaved so you don't want is ideal. Bumps. Yeah, minimal bumps, minimum minimal ingrown hairs. But look, all of these things have a lot of variance, and yeah, I think that my um, tolerability of 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 variance in this is probably average or maybe even a bit okay. better than average. And when you look at the, do you ever look at the sort of uh, area where the bottom of the vulva meets the anus? Is that a thing you consider? Do you consider the anus at all? It meets the, what is it called? The perineum? That's sure. Like, sure. It was, yeah. That area. Um, do you, do you, is that an area that you apprehend and you know sort of what? focus on? I, I think I try to carefully avoid looking down there because I'm worried that I'm going to see poop. I don't know. You know, maybe they, maybe their sanitation isn't perfect. Maybe there's, I don't want to use the word discoloration, but there's coloration <laughs> down there that I just don't really want to continue uh, okay. or to perseverate about. Pretty complicated process. So you're, you're basically looking, let's say at the top, at, at the, the top 50% of the vulva uh, toward yeah. the belly button. In porn, I, I look at the whole thing, but that's because if I don't like what I see down there, I can just move on. How long do you spend looking? Uh, because I think that at some point, let's say that you spent 45 <laughs> seconds. I think at that point, the woman becomes self-conscious. I think if you spent zero seconds, 
that might be okay. That would be closer to okay, but probably there's an ideal length of time looking. Do you? Yeah. No, I think this is like how long it takes me to evaluate wh- whether a woman's attractive or not. It's like five seconds. So less than five seconds. Okay. Yeah, like it's, it's less than a second. Okay. Yeah. Super fast. And then you, you head in. Um, okay. Like I, and think then, if so- you, I think if you showed me like 20 vulvas and yeah, I got like 500 milliseconds to look at each of them, I could like probably give fairly decent descriptions of them one at a time. This would I could be a remember, fantastic, I couldn't remember them all, but this would be a fantastic social sciences experiment to see, for example, if men or women can uh, are like have a more uh, consistent sorting yeah. of vul- vulvas with a uh, very short time to look at. Yeah, them. it would be. Uh, and I, I suspect that yes, and I suspect that works with men's women's faces. Well, men like have these body parts that we can like very quickly pick. Okay, so to this person's question though, I think that you're probably mostly looking at the labia. And not the clit. You think you're looking at the? I mean, I like in most cases to see the clit, you have to actually do something a bit, right? You have to spread the. Spread yeah, it out a little. I mean, maybe not in the case of this this person writer, but yeah, like I've seen some pretty engorged clits. How 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 engorged? Are you asking? I don't. Are you asking for a number of millimeters? Are we talking? Are we talking like? That? <laughs> Oh, I mean, I've seen some very large ones on, 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 on porn sites, but I mean, you're saying in real life, like, I mean, it's something that would rival a finger. Like a, I don't the think end of that big, but like okay. the tip of a finger or something. I've seen two that were like almost intimidatingly large. Intimidating is not the word, right word. Uh, disgustingly is not the right word either. Uh, Surprising or? Turn offingly large. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, like and what was your, it was like. Yeah. All right, look, I'm I'm pleased that this person is pleased to be here, and it does make oh, um, interesting finding it and simulating it pretty easy. Um, but Did yeah, you, there's a okay. there's a size beyond which I think my brain is seeing something masculine. Let me okay, that that makes sense to me. Is there um in those cases, did you have the opportunity to see it in a non-stimulated state to see whether it was a, a question of it growing? I don't remember both these people I, I had sex with a handful of times. Okay. The reason I was wondering is because I think that for me, psychologically, the notion of it uh, expanding would bother me more than if it was always that size. I think it's something about the thing. In other words, the growth of your genitals during arousal is the thing that I think is extremely masculine to me. As I opposed see. to, uh, so for ex- I can give you an example. For example, when I've uh, enjoyed uh, tran- transsexual porn, in my this life, is coming up a, a lot. I'm good. We're going no, to have to double click on this at some point, but go on. It's, sure, if you want to. I, it's occasional, and it's not my it's by, remotely my favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, it never figures in what I post to my subreddit, for example. <laughs> I've actually been, I've actually been po- had it pointed out to me that I have. If you go to my subreddit and go through, I think there may be three or four hundred videos there. This is curated uh, amateur porn for our new yes, listeners. Yes, my, my somewhat successful. You know, it's got like around ten thousand subscribers. Uh, subreddit. Uh, I, it's very clear that I have a thing I look for. <laughs> like you can, you can basically see what I like. Yes, I and, have. I have. Yeah. spent some time there myself. Yeah, you've spent enough that you're aware. <laughs> you have an mo. Yeah, I do. Um, so, uh, and it's not trans <laughs> transport. But anyway, uh, the I have noticed when I see this or on a cam site or something that often the transsexual man, male to females, uh, have very small penises. Uh, maybe because of hormones, maybe other reasons, and often they don't have an erection, and I find that much less bothersome than when it's mm. like a trans. Sorry, less bo- less bothersome is sort of rude. I find it much 
easier to find compelling right positive than if if it's a transsexual who has just a gigantic schlong that's fully erect kind of like beating with their heart like that's right. i don't like, <laughs> like baseball bat like tapping their belly button sure it's, i mean there's there's fun. degrees of uh gradation here right so okay so when you've encountered these large clits uh wait could you self think about it whether it was the notion that it was something because you, you actually said something that made it sound like it was the erecting of it that bothered you you said oh i'm it's great that you're excited i'm here as opposed to oh this person just has a larger thing no i think i think i prefer that it be modest in size when they're not aroused and then grow oh interesting i don't care i mean i don't really care what it looks like when they're not aroused i'm probably not going to be that engaged with it when they're not I would rather it shrank. I want it to be small and then get even smaller when they're aroused. I don't want anything right. to erect on the woman when she's aroused. That's uh, right. Maybe nip, maybe nipples is fine, but like that's different because that's like a very feminine. But like the yeah, sure. I don't want uh, or or like I guess the labia, you know, in the sense that like they're preparing to accept an insertion. But like I don't want anything that would be potentially inserted into me to expand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it sounds anyway. like you do. You said that you want her to her clit to grow when she's aroused, or that you don't care. You, but you're somewhat favorably favorably dis disposed to that. I think clits naturally swell a bit when they're aroused. I think there's I, some normal amount. I want there to be yes. the normal amount. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I would like. I would prefer probably less than normal if I could. So that's one reason I try to yeah, not but arouse. You my would partner. like. You would like less than normal, but everything else being equal, you would like equal arousal. I, so I guess I would say the same, but. That's right. That's. I think those things are highly correlated. Sure, I think sure, they're causal. Sure. I think it swells yeah. because they're aroused. So the issue this person might have is simply, yeah. I mean, like when you get to a certain size of clit, like it is a, a well. I mean, you can just see that it's an analogy. I mean, if you if it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you wind up with a penis, and so the larger it gets, the right. more yeah. challenging. I mean, the guy. reason why I brought this up is yes, it's awful that this guy told her her clit was too big. I just don't think. Yeah, it would be like a woman telling a man that his penis is too small. Like you should break up with her if she says that because it's so extremely insensitive. But that doesn't mean it's not true. Wait, you should break up with a woman who says your penis is too small? It depends how they deliver it. But if it's the way that this guy apparently did with her, which is he gets what, huffy. What if it was just like, she, she? oh, huffy, okay. What if she just said, look, has anybody ever pointed out to you that your penis is kind of small? Is that, would you break up with her? I mean, what have you, when you've had this said to you, have you broken up with <laughs> I've never had this said to me. I, I don't think that's, I mean, that, that's just not a thing that a woman would ever say. They would if you had a small enough. There are guys that have pretty small penises. I know, but I think women are pretty, almost all women are sensitive to the fact that men are sensitive about this. Oh, okay. So they'd say they would make up some other reason, which makes it in some ways more hurtful. They it's would like, just why? break up with them. They wouldn't like, there's a, like, what discussion is there to be had about a man's small penis? Uh, maybe, maybe you would be in service of, uh, I want you to wear this cock sleeve. Yeah. I was thinking more like in service of not having to fabricate some other reason for the breakup that yeah. he would detect was a lie. And then you'd have some weird conversation where he'd say, is this cause of my small penis? I, I think only yeah. sociopaths say stuff like this. Like we have a friend who oh. told a partner that she looked like a boy. When, so he broke up with her and then she like called him back demanding a reason and harangued him on the phone for an hour. And then after an hour, I think he told her, look, you just, <laughs> you, you, you have a boyish figure. And yeah. 
I just think, but 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 this friend of ours is is you know a bit of a sociopath. I think that's like unusual behavior. I think most people don't uh, criticize immutable things on their partners, even in breakup. But maybe I've just been lucky. No, I'm just sitting here reevaluating my choices in life. I think I do (laughs) criticize immutable features of people all the time. It's rough. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We got, yeah, we got, we got more to get to here. So, all right. So I have these two vasectomy topics. Yeah. Um, They are, well, they're kind of different. All right, let's start with this one. I have a dilemma. Hi, everyone. I had a vasectomy like nine months ago. And just a couple of months ago, I went to check up and it was all green. I'm not generating any more sperm. Oh, I thought his cock was green. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. Yeah. Okay. So this guy uh, is, is, his English is not his first language. So I'm doing a lot of work behind the scenes here. To okay. Okay. Well, I'm dating a female 21 and we were going out for the past four months. And from the start, we were having sex and I always use a condom for more protection and peace of mind. But last time, since it happened a little bit more spontaneous, we didn't use one. But I was fairly calm since I'm operated and she doesn't know that I'm operated. So that's thing one that I want to get into here in a moment. But yesterday she told me that she's pregnant. So I'm thinking two options. The most probable one, she's cheated on me. And the other one that it could be like the 1% of risk that a vasectomy has. Since I'm fairly sure of the first one, can you recommend me some tips on how I can abort this topic or how I can talk this? Oh, since I'm guessing, Yeah, I mean, like I said. It's probably French. Since I'm guessing that she is going to say that I'm lying and make a show of this. What I was thinking is showing the documents of my procedure, but if anyone has any other ideas, I'll be glad to hear. And please, no harmful ones. Even if she cheated, I don't want to harm anyone. Thank I know the answer me. to this. This is really this is really easy to answer. Okay, hit us. Um, and yeah, the word aboard tells you what language he speaks. But Got the, um, uh, there are services. So, so there's this thing that goes on with vasectomies where you get the vasectomy and then you're supposed to come back like a month later and then a year later and get your sperm count checked. And uh-huh. most guys come back a month later and basically no guys come back a year later. I talked with uh, the doctor about this when I had mine done. Okay. But the and, hold on, the, the year later one squeezes out like the final 1% of risk or something. That's right. That's okay. right. If, if, if the year later one comes out in green, as the guy said, then you, uh, it adds like three more nines to your safety. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And so it's worth doing. Uh, and it turns out there are services, uh, so yeah, people don't want to, cause it's a hassle. There are services where you can get a box sent to you in the mail. It's, I don't know, like a hundred dollars, $50 or something. So, and I don't know if insurance covers it, who cares? And you jizz in this thing mm-hmm. and you put a cap on it and you like shake it up and you put it back in the mail and send it to them. And then it's online in like three days. It's analogous to those things where you can send basically any substance in with some cash and they'll tell you if it's got yep. what drug it is. Yep. It's actually a really good service. And, 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 um, this I think is the solution to this because basically, yeah, he should just do this. And if he's sterile, then it's not his kid. <laughs> if he's not, then it probably is. I mean, it's, he doesn't actually need to genetically test the kid. <laughs> like you, you can just do that. And if, if he's sterile, then he can just be like, look, there's, it's, there's no way that I became unsterile, yeah. impregnated you and then became sterile again. <laughs> sure. Uh, he gives yeah. more information later on. It's not his kid. And okay. that's the high probability here. So, yeah, I kind of want to talk about two things here. The first is, um, wait, what was the one? Oh, that he didn't tell her that he has a vasectomy. Oh, I didn't catch that, actually. So, the... Okay. 
yeah, he says, I'm, you know, things happened a little bit more spontaneously, so we didn't use a condom, but I was fairly calm since I'm operated, and she doesn't know that I'm operated. So that hmm. is the weird thing. And then the second thing I want to talk about is that, yeah, he has sex with her without a condom once, and then she says, I'm pregnant. Like, <laughs> that, well, it's just, yeah. Occam's razor there already was that she's trying to pin a kid on him. Oh, interesting. I mean, maybe although he'd had a vasectomy, they have sex one time without, and then yeah. The the confounder here is that she also had sex without a condom with someone else. So, well, well, your your thought is that she's trying. Of course, she did. She already let this guy do it, and she Uh, didn't know that he had an operation. Right? Like, here's the problem: when you're with a new partner and they let you have sex with them without a condom, you must assume that they are sleeping with other people also without a condom. Why? Because they're letting you do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm special. Um, yeah. I'm the one. Hang on. But but are you suggesting that she, okay. Are you suggesting that she was pregnant before they had sex? Like, are you suggesting that like men, when they're going to have their first condom free encounter with a woman, pregnancy test them? Which actually is kind of, would be kind of a clever and amusing move. It's like, hey, can you pee on this stick? Because then, is, is that your suggestion? Like, so, and the reason why I think that would be a rational suggestion is, is that here's the following fact pattern. She has sex unprotected with some guy that's kind of a loser. She finds out she's pregnant. And then she's like, look, I've got to find a high quality guy, have sex once with him without a condom, and then say I'm pregnant to him. Is that what you think happened? I think it's possible she may have known about the pregnancy and not wanted to associate with the biological father. So she encourages so you, she encourages okay. the, the OP to go with no protection, planning to pin the pregnancy on him. That is disturbing. How would that ever work? That would never work in a world of genetic testing. I mean, the first thing you would do as a guy is say like, look, I mean, I would just say to the woman, like, look, obviously when the baby's born, we're going to get it chest, uh, him or her. She doesn't tested. know that he knows he's had a vasectomy. No, even so, I would say that. I would say that in all cases. I would say, because, okay, I understand you wouldn't want to do an amniocentesis or whatever to check the gender of the baby because that has a slight risk of abortion. Although in this case, the guy probably wants the baby aborted, but the woman won't. She can say no to that. Once the baby's born, you have, as a guy, you have an absolute right to, I mean, it'd be very easy. You can just swat. I mean, you can get, anyway, yeah, you can he's going to just kit. assume it's his. Why? I wouldn't if I, w- look, I'm married and I, <laughs> and I consider checking. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because I'm a psychopath, but like, I think I, that's I didn't, rational. I didn't, and, okay. Let me well, ask you this it, just to like, just to like level set this conversation. Yeah. Do you, what percentage of like families, what, forget families, let's, let's make this like most interesting. So let me steal me on your side as much as possible. What percentage of babies out of wedlock do you think are genetically tested? Not, not very high. And also you're less than one, right? Like some tiny amount. Wait, wait, did you say out of wedlock or in wedlock? Out of wedlock. Oh no, it's higher than that. I bet it's five. Yeah, okay. it's not Whatever. it's not 80 or so, anything. So sure. vanishingly small, right? And then like in wedlock, I bet it's effectively zero. Five yeah. is already effectively zero, but look, let's say. Yeah. But so this, I think uh, 20, the vast majority gives you like yeah, 23 and me gives you a decent way to do this, by the way, for all the married, I think married they, gents. Yeah, out but there. like most American most no, Americans, no, no, let alone people worldwide, don't even know what 23 and me is. I no, think I the vast majority of children that aren't I th- I think the vast majority of children that aren't the father that aren't the father who thinks it's the father is unknown. I hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop. You you you, spoke, you cut me off because I was going to say something right, more interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Twenty three and Me gives you a way as a, as a gent out there to test your kid, your in quotes kid, without 
basically saying, I'm doing this. I haven't done this, but it gives you a way to do it without saying, hey, I'm doing this because yeah, I'm like, people don't you. want to do this. This isn't no, a thing. No, but it gives people you a way to do it. People don't worry about their wives. Okay. It's they don't an, think it's just not a thing that people do. I, I, I hear you. But I'm, I'm, just saying saying that, I'm saying there might be some tiny fraction of men who are like you that are like super yes. suspicious of everything always, but it's I'm just not, not the norm. The norm okay. is that. Sure. Yeah. But 23andMe allows you to do it without accusing anyone. You can say, hey, I just want to see what, what, what genes they got. Now, one other thing I, I want to say, the reason, a reason, there's several reasons, but one of the reasons why I never did this is, and I, I actually suspect this is somewhat common. Uh, when my first kid was born, it looked like me. Yeah, that's the other thing. I think when like, babies are born, they often look like the father, which sort of makes sense. There's like, I can see an evolutionary benefit to that. If you, if you know what I mean, like you yeah. look at it and you're like, oh, well, yeah, this is definitely my kid. Yeah. I, I'm always confused in these cases. Like you remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing where he banged the maid and like the maid's yes. son looks exactly like Arnold. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like was yes. like around the house for like a decade before Arnold right. admitted to infidelity. Like did Maria sure. Shriver know when she just pretended she didn't know? Yes. Or did people's like cognitive dissonance kick in? And even though it's like obvious, nobody notices. I, like, I don't know. I think it's that uh, people know uh, and they make the best of a situation and then something else happened that caught, I, I'm just, I don't know anything about the specific situation, but there's some other reason why this was then used as the explanation for why the relationship should end. Yeah. But actually like this was known the whole time. I think in general, it's like the, the Reddit trope of like, uh, oh, I did this thing in, you know, in my parents' house, uh, whatever it is, I was, I beat off, I had sex with a donkey, whatever you did. And then people always, and and, 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 and my parents were asleep and then people always say they knew. And let me tell you, they knew. Yeah. Like they, they know what's going on. Like okay. they just, yeah, people just choose to, and often good on them to, to avoid it. Right. Um, is there any incentive for men not to tell their partner that they've had a vasectomy? I mean, I guess this is one incentive. We discussed one at the beginning of the show, like this notion that you're basically saying, unless you've done the enlightened move of having a ton of sp sperm at a sperm bank. And by the way, my uh, brother-in-law had a vasectomy very young. I think he was 25, 27, something like that. And because he knew he didn't want to have a kid mm -hmm. uh, and they required him, <sighs> required is a strong word. He was strongly urged to maybe even required to bank some sperm. Because huh. they're like, you know, it's often men change their minds. He did not change his mind, but, um, or so far pretty, pretty confident on that one. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, anyway, if the, but uh, I think that women, I think it would decrease. I, I think that if you got a vasectomy and you clearly told it to every woman, I think the number of dates you got would go down. I'm not sure by what, but I think a substantial amount. I do too. And I think that's irrational, but we already discussed this. Okay. How much sperm do you have to bank? Well, one nut contains a lot of sperm, so I don't, I don't know, but I, you know, I think the, I think, the, and you have to do is, it at the bank, right? Like you can't. Oh yeah, there's no home kit. Yeah, this is like Kramer with his uh his freezer full of his own blood or whatever in mm -hmm. Seinfeld. You have to, uh, yeah. I mean, I, my guess would be as a complete layman is that the um, if you uh. You, there's enough sperm in a single ejaculation probably to certainly to impregnate tons and tons of eggs, but you'd have to do it with in vitro. If you have a lot of sperm, a semen rather, then maybe you don't need to do in vitro. You can do like a the IUI, it's like whatever the, the thing where you sort of the turkey baster method. It's true. And, and by the way, yeah, this is the thing that um, I've spoken with lesbian couples where they were planning to do this. I have, I think probably mentioned on the show that I've offered 
to father their children, but I've always said that I have to do it naturally. Magnanimous. Yeah. That's nice of you. Well, but I do need to have that orgasm because that's the guy. The guy is getting that. I mean, otherwise what's in it for the guy? I want, I want that PIV orgasm. Mm -hmm. They don't say yes to that. They decline the opportunity. I, it's, you know, the thing that's funny about it and, and I actually find kind of offensive actually I, to be honest like not this actually bothers me more than I'm letting on I, I got the impression I think this has happened twice and I got the impression both times that they also thought like my like I wasn't good genetically and I was like really <laughs> like I don't agree with I mean I have like I don't think that's right and, it, and it, I found it actually bothered me I was like who the fuck are you getting sperm from <laughs> like how do you make this choice anyway right I agree that, yeah, on almost all axes, you are. <laughs> well, I'm fine. I'm a, reasonable, I'm a reasonable choice. Like, I mean, you can always get unlucky with the, anyway. <laughs> yeah. That bothered yeah, me. yeah, yeah. It's a clever move by a woman, by the way, to be like, yeah, I don't want your sperm. It's like, it whoa. It might have been that they were saying that just because they didn't want to hurt your feelings about having sex with you. Or they, or they, yeah, like people have very idiosyncratic things. They, I mean, a lot of times they want a random donor. Um, and, sure. and here in the, the woke, uh, uh, Northern region of California, people want like more diversity too. And as a, a white man, I'm not diverse enough. Yes. But I think you are potentially conflating. I don't think it's idiosyncratic for a lesbian couple not to want to have sex with a male acquaintance. Yeah, but they didn't even, that didn't even, it wasn't, it was very clear they didn't want, even before I say that, got it, it's got like, it, look, got we it. don't want your, we don't want your sperm. And you're like, wow, that's, that's aggressive. It's like, well, I don't want your egg either then. Yeah. Maybe you don't want them to have it. Um, oh no, I don't. I, I actually don't. That's true. So if you are trying to bank as much sperm as possible, did you hear about this egg bank that like lost power and all of the eggs they were storing got destroyed. And, you know, to get the eggs out of women is a huge process, right? They have to go through all these hormones to try and get the eggs to express at the end of the follicles. And then there's like a surgery that they go and they harvest the eggs. Yeah. And then they do various things to check them for viability. And then they inseminate them. And then they check the inseminated ones for viability. And it's this whole dramatic process. <laughs> and this facility lost power and they lost all these women's eggs. So they're getting sued. I don't know what the or maybe that lawsuit's been resolved. But in any case, yeah, as a man, like let's say you're trying to keep your options open in the future, do you need to spread your deposits around like to make sure that they're all FDIC insured? <laughs> like if you wanna if you want to have some certainty, yeah, you'd probably want to have at least two. I mean the odds that two would go out at the same time. And of course Well you now have you have to have them in different regions. It's like uh spreading probably across data centers in different regions. It would be like a, a little bit like a Amazon web services or something. I would um for the uh, for the egg thing, I think uh, you and I both knew somebody, and you've probably known more more than one. Uh, mm-hmm. I might have known, I've known two women that were going to do this, and in each case, uh, I think this is like one of the terrible, terrible fruits of the twenty first century that women get to this point. And the reason this happens, of course, is that women get to say age typically, typically not always, but typically women get to age say thirty three to thirty five. They're like, I want to be able to, I want to retain the ability to have a kid, but I have this career that I love. And it's just, that's rough. Like it's not, uh, there's something wrong in a society where people are having to make choices like that. It's like, there's, there's gotta be some way for people to put their career on hold or I don't know, make choices and not, you know, say, oh, I'm going to have a kid when I'm, you know, 57. Right. But yeah, we, I mean, you specifically remember the woman that we knew at the office, right? Who. Yeah, was was she was debating whether to do it, and the entire debate was just sad. 
So yeah. It's like, and her career wasn't all that, by the way. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. It's like, you know, if you really want to have kids, maybe you should just focus on that, you know, yeah. find a partner, et cetera. Then, you know. Yeah. It's unfortunate that women run out of runway in a way that men don't. Although. Well, I mean, everybody runs out of runway in life. It's not that. It's that, yeah. it's that society's encouraged choices. In, it, society explicitly, in my opinion, um, down uh, undervalues or down downvalues tr- uh, more traditional female choices. It's not that women shouldn't be able to make choices. It's that women feel a lot of social pressure to choose career over a family, even women that would actually internally rather choose having I kids. I think that's true family. in elite coastal cities. I think in non-elite yeah, coastal right. cities, it's actually the reverse. Good. So they, so people, I mean, but, but so for, I'm, I'm reacting to the elite coastal city yeah, experience. Okay. Yeah. All right. I had another vasectomy topic, but I'm going to save it for next time and we'll finish up on this, uh, virginity one. And mm. I have, I want to ask you because you're our anatomy expert, what you think of this. All right. 21 females, the virginity expert. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're the anatomy expert. Yeah. 21 female. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. I got your joke. All right. 21 female just had sex for the first time and I can't stop bleeding. My boyfriend and I had sex twice tonight Mm -hmm. and I loved every second of it. The first round hurt quite a bit because my vagina is pretty small, but the second go around was a lot better. The problem is that I can't stop bleeding. Kind of seems like I'm on my period, but I'm not. Edit. Thank you for all your support and answers. I actually ended up going to urgent care at my university and I got the all clear. There isn't any more bleeding today. I've completely stopped and I am not in any pain. They told me that some people do bleed for longer periods of time and that what I went through was completely normal. Uh, And then I just want to read the first comment. Hey, you, I had the exact same problem when I lost my virginity. I wouldn't stop bleeding. It didn't hurt at all. I changed a lot of pads and texted my gyno. He called me really scared, telling me to go to the hospital. Turns out to be a vaginal rupture, five centimeters of my vagina. I don't, does that mean that five centimeters? Well, okay. Anyway, hold on. Let me just get to the end here. And I was sent immediately to surgery. It was quick and apparently it happens sometimes. Don't wait until tomorrow to call your gyno. Um, don't wait to, don't wait to call your gyno. Not a good idea because I lost a lot of blood. Okay. Mike, several mm. questions here. First of all, what is a hymen? Oh, Jesus. Why don't you tell us? Okay, I'll tell you what I think it is. Okay, I think women are born with, or most are born with, maybe it can even get like destroyed before while you're still a fetus, but there's some sort of membrane that is in your vagina that typically gets broken before you lose your virginity. Or during, it's, yeah, I mean, it's basically just that, they're, yeah, that, they're, that they're, there is a membrane that makes the opening less open uh, accommodative than it will later be uh there are is cases it, where where women are born girls are born with one where there actually is no opening and that's like a that's like a, a thing that requires medical fixing there are women or girls that are born with in such a way that it doesn't really impact them at all and there are of course many many girls who engage in some sort of activity as a child that tears or rips it and they will have you know they'll bleed or whatever at that uh-huh. point or it could remain more or less intact until they have sex with somebody or finger themselves aggressively, use a dildo, et cetera. Right. Do you have any idea what percentage of women make it to their first PIV sexual no. encounter? Yeah. Okay. No, I have no idea. That either. would be a really, I mean, honestly, we nobody can speculate, that. but yeah, I, I just yeah. don't think there's any data on that. Um, this, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Now. Okay. So when the hymen is broken, there can be some bleeding. 
there could be for, I mean, there could be for other reasons too. I mean, you're, you're, the woman might not be adequately lubricated. There might be, um, yeah, I mean, there might be stretching in various areas that, that are not used to it just in the same way. If you stretched your, your, your mouth a bunch, you could get it to bleed. Okay. What is a vaginal rupture? That I don't know. That's the part I, I don't, I mean, I, I assume that's like a real thing. Um, uh, you know that this can't be that common because um, I'd never heard of it before. And I mean, okay, so my where my mind went immediately is before, say, the year 1900, this would actually have been thought of as basically you fucked her to death or something. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like this, yeah. And like, I just feel like this is something that I would have encountered <laughs> in, <laughs> in novels or in movies or something because right. like guys would, guys would be like, the way this would have been interpreted like in the year 1650 is like some sort of like, wow, your cock is really strong. You killed her. And like, I just suspect that uh, it's very unusual slash. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it can happen, but they probably require some sort of genetic problem with the maybe person. Maybe there was some piece for, uh, of that to be able to do that much damage. Maybe there was some piece of detritus like on his cock that like cut her inside somehow. Five like, centimeters? I mean, five centimeters is, well, is just like imagine. Inches. That's a huge cut. Yeah, but imagine, just for the sake of argument here, there's like a piece of broken glass on his cock and it like catches the side of her vaginal wall. And then like as he, you know, pushes in, it like, you know, rips open a five centimeter. I mean, okay. So the, 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 the right analogy for men to think about with a vagina is your mouth. Uh, so imagine what would need to be put in your mouth to make a two inch long gash in, say, your cheek. I think a piece of glass on someone's cock in my mouth could, I mean, there's nothing I would do because as soon as I felt it, I would stop like a, it. I think it would have to be like a dagger on their cock. Like, I don't think a piece of glass would get the job done. I think it'd have to be more aggressive than that. The tissue like in scalpel. there is pretty, is pretty terrible, I think, once it starts tearing. Also, I think it would hurt just a don't lot. Know. You would the notice problem, it, like you'd tell yeah, them to the stop. Yeah, the problem here is the piece of glass thing. Like, it, yeah, it, at most it would be like a piece of sand or something. Right, well, and and the other problem I have is that when you sustain a significant injury, you would typically feel it. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you'd notice that there was something wrong and you would stop the activity. Yeah. And so there, which, which is all just a way of saying, I think I suspect that this person had some sort of pre-existing condition that caused them. I don't, um, I don't think that, I mean, I don't want to like kill someone here, but I don't think that women in general need to like rush to their gynecologist if they're bleeding after their first sex. If they're, yeah, I mean, I, I hear it like if it's bleeding for a really, really, really long time. I mean, there's some, there's a point at which things become abnormal. Right. Um, but the, the situation that person and that commenter described is like, I can't think, I've got to think that's incredibly unusual. And it makes me wonder if what they're saying is even like completely accurate, but okay. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. think about it. Like you, 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 like your anus in your rectum, I mean, you poop. I mean, the penis is often around the size of a poop. Yeah, around you know. Yeah, and so you have things passing through there all the time, and you don't get, um, <laughs> you know, two inch long tears in your, right. in your bowel. Um, so it's yeah, there's a, right. It's it's like how, how would this even happen? I mean, like I like well, put it this Mike, way: if, if I if you had to finger to... a woman, if I told you to try to cut a two inch gash in a woman's vagina with your fingers, I don't think you could do it. I actually think I think I could not without a weapon. You just have to put your fingers in there and do it. Even with your fingernails, I just I think I could. I don't. I think you'd have to try really freaking hard. I think it'd be very difficult to do it. What would you do? How would you? How would you rip open the woman via her vagina? What would your technique be? You use your nail. Okay. Let's say you had. Let's say you couldn't use the nail. 
I don't know. Because your penis yeah. doesn't have a, there's no penis nail. Yeah, I know. That's why I introduced the piece of glass into this. Okay, so you, what I would do is I would use my fingers, I would use my fingers to try to stretch the wall. Oh, sure. I'd pull, 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 and then try to keep pulling, but I don't think I could get the leverage. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> so, so like, either. I, this whole story sounds a little odd to me. I don't Maybe think if you use like two hands or something. Anyway, yeah. all right, this is a, this okay. is a good place to wrap. Well, I mean, I'm reassuring women here. I don't think this is going to happen to you. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah. Mike is always so comforting. Okay, so yeah. that's, an ep- that's a wrap on this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. Uh, you can email us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. That's the place to ask us questions or give us feedback. If you don't want us to use your question on the air, please say so. If you give us feedback, we famously pay $10 for any feedback we, re- we receive. So give us your Venmo or Cash App or whatever your preferred payment app is. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to catching you next time on Your Mileage May Vary. Je veux et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me goûte